What's up, everybody? This is episode 186 of the Youth Ministry Booster podcast. This is one of our new member cast episodes where we get to hear from some of the voices of the folks in youth ministry that are members of Youth Ministry Booster from the inside to you here on the outside checking things out. But before we get into that, we ran a little contest a while ago, and we have some winners to announce for our National Youth Workers Convention ticket giveaway. So our friends over at Youth Specialties, or YS, were kind enough to to give us a couple tickets to give away to some youth ministers at large. And so we wanted you to meet some new friends that will be with us in Tampa this November. So youth ministry peeps, meet Jen Willard. Jen? Hey, how are you? Wonderful. Well, hey, we wanted to call and tell you thank you so much. Uh, You're a winner. Uh, no way! Um, well, I'm really excited to connect with other youth workers. Honestly, maybe get some new ideas, things like that. And our new friend, Keenan Klein. I'm doing good. How are you, Zach? Good, man. How was your midweek? Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Excellent. Excellent. I would love it. I went last year for the first time. I loved it. I was hoping to go back this year, and my wife is planning along with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited. Yeah. Keenan, we're excited for you and for Jen, too, to be joining us for National Youth Workers Convention at YS this year, 2019, in Tampa Bay. November is going to be a warm, fun month in the middle of winter, and we're really excited because Youth Ministry Booster will actually be the Friday night podcast late night option. So if you're there on Friday night, we're going to have treats, we're going to play games, we're going to have all kinds of fun things happening on the recording, and a special surprise championship round of the fun thing that we're doing at our booth this year. It is going to be a riot, a laugh a minute riot. We'll have more about that in upcoming episodes. But if you're going to be at YS, make your Friday night plan to hang out with the team from Youth Ministry Booster. But now on episode 186, we're going to take a little cue from a member cast call. So on Wednesdays, we hang out and talk with members about youth ministry. And the topic from this week's call was getting students involved in the bigger picture of the church. Is it a lack of structure? Is it a lack of effort? Is it a lack of adults? You get a chance to listen in when we talk to a couple of our members about how they and how we should begin to think about getting students involved in the bigger picture of the church. Is it on us? Is it on them? How do we find entry points and meaningful connections for adults and students in our church. Until the end, I'll see you then. Tags. You've you have been at your your church for quite some time, right? Like how long have you been? Yep. Uh, we've been members here 14 years. Talk to me about over over that time how has your context changed and how's it stayed the same over those year over 14 years of, of being at your church church in general well i guess both both that absolutely changed um our church has gone through a lot of major transitions um through through some moral failures of staff and so as we've uh, as we've kind of some of us have hung in there and and wanted to see something good come out of it um each time we've lost people and gained but the people that we lose, I hate to say good riddance because it hasn't been, it's been, it's yeah. been painful, but um, the people that have came in have stepped up. Like that's one of the coolest things about, about our church is we have, so VBS this year, for instance, last year, we didn't even invite the community in because we had just gone through a major church upset. Mm. Um, 
and, and we're trying to actually protect the community. And so our, our volunteer base was, I don't know, 30 or 40 where we needed like 120. Yeah. Well, 20 of them last year were students. And this year we got, uh, we got an abundance of, uh, of volunteers and probably 50 students stepped up and said, I want to help. Mm-hmm. And so it's, that, that's one of the biggest changes over the, the 14 years is just the interaction between our congregation and our students. Mm-hmm. And our, our older members are intentionally pouring in to these kids when they have the what, opportunity. What, uh, sure. Not always what, perfectly. What brought that around? Like, how were you able to, or is it just something that fell into place naturally? I mean, what, what took place to have that involvement of your overall church inside of um i think part of it was due to our like we had a very successful youth student or a a youth um, music ministry um like they they were recording cds and um i think they've got we had released three cds in like five years Mm -hmm. um but it was all student written and that partnership came with like i think that's kind of where it started is as we were doing these releases, then our congregation would come in. They were invited into it. And so they would attend and they would see, like, I've got four boys, which are music musicians. Um, and like once they stepped up on stage and did their thing came off, um, I had other congregants coming up saying, I didn't know that you guys could do that. Mm. And then just hearing then our students getting to share their story um, with our congregation on Sunday mornings uh, through our student Sunday. Like that's, that's one thing I've, I've tried to be intentional about is telling our, our student ministry story to our congregation so that they do feel invited in. Yeah. Um, awesome. And a part of it. I want to hear from you a little bit. Um, how do you feel like you, you guys integrate your students into a larger context of your church and, what does that look like for you guys? Uh, one one of the things that that admittedly we have not done as much of into the last year and a half or so is find ways to have our students meaningful connect, connected to the life of our uh, congregation. Uh, we have some students that you know get roped into helping with preschool ministry or children's ministry uh, stuff. Kind of if we have like a big event, we need more like childcare things. Uh, but w- one of the things that's really kind of grown in the last nine months, six months, is the opportunities to kind of partner with existing things that are happening uh, in the church. So, like, we try to put students uh, next to the door greeters uh, out of the church, you know, the churchwide coffee making people. Uh, we lend some of our students to help with the coffee making. Uh, the big thing for us this fall that's taking shape, it happens inside of our ministry, but also I think betters the life of the church is that our midweek time is our separate middle school, small group and high school home group uh, kind of programming. But our Sunday morning kind of youth chapel, when they break up into their talk back or conversation groups, uh, our upperclassmen are partnered with an adult leader. And that's the small group or talk back leaders for uh the for that group so like my sixth grade guys their leaders are an outstanding 10th grader and the dad of a different middle school who's not a sixth grade dad and so like that way it really ladders up and down like 
these middle school boys have an upperclassman to look up to. And then there's like an adult male who's there as well. And so that helps for the life of our students. They get into the ministry when they're in middle school. They learn, grow, and love it kind of like late middle school, early high school. And then it's upperclassman time. There's chances to be involved in serving in leading in worship and scripture reading and even some roles of like spoken word and speaking, uh, but also in small groups too. So it's almost kind of creating this, like um, I, I try to be careful because I don't, I don't want it to feel like it's a, a church plant within the church, but it's a, it's a participation in all of the aspects of what it means to be the church um, while they're still a part of our youth ministry inside of, and that's one of the things that help I think protect it is our youth ministry space and facility is all connected to the larger church. Um, we're, not, we're not living on the annex Island of, of, you know, two blocks over or whatever, but we, we are trying to embody what it means to be the church as young as you know, middle school, high school age. So. One of the, one of the things I've found over the years is, and Nick, you allude to it a little, a bit of just kind of tell, telling the, the, these stories to the local, you know, I mean, to your congregation of like what's happening in the lives of these students. And, um, but figuring out a way to let your church know what's going on, right? Because I think a lot of times if, if, if you're the outsider looking in at a lot of student ministries, um, if you're in the main service, all you ever hear is like, the token announcements, right? Like they're having an event here. Uh, we, we need more leaders, right? Like that's just, just, just like rotating announcement slide or whatever. Um, and so what are ways for you guys, you've been able to integrate the story of what's happening in your youth ministry? Because that like encourages the church as a whole, right? But it also, I've found over the years, if, if your church has this perception of man things are really happening in your student ministry it sure is a lot easier to get volunteer leaders right um and so what are what are ways whether you do them or not that you've heard of or do um that you felt are great ways to like expose your church to what what's happening in in your ministry on Wednesday night or you know whenever when they're not there one of the ways that we do it and and we've done this for the last five years um we do a, a student Sunday, which I mean, for all intents and purposes, is a senior Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's where we where we launch our seniors. But um, one of the things that that we do, and I've heard so much feedback from, is, is talk about what their experience at one student ministry was, or what their experience here was. And so it's it's one thing to just hear a student talk about it randomly. Uh, when you have when when we bring up our panel of seniors and go through have our adult leader walk through that story of what they've experienced and then what we've seen them do, um, that's that's probably one of the biggest impactful things for our congregation. But then also like we we have our our student mission trip and every year I make a video interviewing our students about what their experience there was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how, what they do when they come home, what they, how, what they bring home with them. Um, and then just, just reminding our students on Wednesday night to be engaged, like work with the children's ministry, work with be in the band, uh, be a coffee maker, a greeter. I mean, I've been at my current church, like just at three years, a little over three years. 
Um, so I'm still adjusting. So we switched to having the last Sunday of every month a service day. So they all try and figure out what all the needs are for that Sunday, that last Sunday of the month. So they serve that way. We do kind of like what Nick said. We do uh, student services, uh, student Sundays or whatever you want to call it. I have the benefit of having one of our our leaders is also our worship director. So anytime we do anything cool, he likes to plug it on stage because uh, he actually has some nerve problems in his hand. And so if his hand ever goes out, <laughs> he just uses that opportunity to take a break and uh, talk about stuff going on in the youth. So uh, it's kind of convenient too. What, what, what are some of the things, uh, and I say this and you guys are active enough. You probably saw the post yesterday. We, we posted a questionnaire um, to to kind of take and do. I, I just feel like, what are some what are some of the, the the disconnects between either more adults being involved in your youth ministry or more youth uh, having opportunities or entry points to be connected to the larger church? Is that on us as staff folks and just not like valuing it with enough time? Is there a greater structure that gets in the way? Or is it just a lack of like relational disconnect? So is it our fault? Is it the church's structure that doesn't permit it? Or is it just, uh, you know, we, we don't have enough adults that know students and enough students that know adults? Yeah, I mean, I think I don't, I, in our context here, I don't think it's the staff. because um, One, we're, we're a pretty small staff. But two, our kids, I mean, most all, all three of our full-time staff members have students and youth. Okay. Um, and so, like, we advocate for our students being more involved, uh, including our senior pastor, our lead pastor. And I think where the disconnect comes in is you, you've got, regardless, I think, of how you look at it, student ministry is almost always going to be seen as a siloed ministry. Um, either it, it's on a different night or in its own service um, with, with the fewest number of adults involved. But, like, one of the things that, that uh, when I was on the men's ministry team is one of the things that we tried to do was um, get our, our students, early those, those in high school that are going to be transitioning out soon um, to be involved in the men's ministry events. And sometimes it happens, but I think what happens, I think more often than not, what happens is we just forget that youth need to be a part of it um, as ministry leaders, maybe not staff, but as ministry leaders, lay, lay leaders, because like I, I've been there, I've worked that nine to five job, then went to a men's Bible study in the evening or let men's Bible study in the evening and still worked with youth. But what I failed to do even in that time was come to some of our key student leaders and say, or our more mature students and said, Hey, I want you to be involved in my Bible study with these old men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you get a lot out of it. And so I, like, I, I forget I forget that it's my responsibility as a father, as a, as a church to invite students up. And I think my wife would probably say the same thing for, for the women. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. I think, I think it's kind of a little bit of everything. (laughs) Um, I mean, I know a lot of times people, one of my best leaders would have never been asked, you know what I mean? He just never thought of himself doing it. Um, and he's a teacher, but he just never really thought of himself in doing ministry. Uh, and I was like, hey, what would you think about trying this out? He's like, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I've never really thought about that before, but, you know, let me pray about it. Check it out. <clears throat> he's done an amazing job. 
Um, one of my leaders, are the students with him super well. They really like when he uh, does the, the group leading time. Uh, now he's really going to start discipling some of our kids. And we have our own little program for that. And so I think sometimes it's the personal ask that goes a long way that we maybe don't think about. Um, I think it's good to, I try to every spring email a few key leaders in the church and say, who are some people that I'm not thinking of that you think might thrive in uh, our youth ministry or our children's ministry or, or whatever, both of those. Mm. And usually those are people I'm like, I never would have, you know what I mean? Like I would have never thought to, to ask those specific people. And, you know, sometimes people are like, Hey, thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to take a hard pass on this one. I'm like, that's fine. You know what I mean? It's worth, worth just, just throwing it out there. Um, and then I think too, sometimes it can be, if we don't let people know what's going on. In our ministry areas, they don't need volunteers everything's going great and you know we're saving kids by the hundreds and they're just not seeing it and they're like all right cool i guess everything's fine um and so i don't know i think it's a little bit of everything i don't think it's necessarily the staff you know whoever the leaders are's fault i don't think it's the people's fault it's uh, a little bit of everything and it just takes a little bit more work on communicating on all sides and teaching the congregation to to ask you know like nick said like these kids aren't going to tell you what's going on. You you got to say like, Hey, how are things going? What's going on? Um, and they don't know to do that. Maybe they don't even know some of the teens and some of the students. Uh, well, that, that line, they don't even know some of the students. I think that if there's ever an argument where youth ministry has both helped and hurt the life of the church uh, is not creating um, good relational context or opportunity. Um, it just becomes the kids in the hallway or the ones that leave the mess and they don't know them as well. That's Brian and, and Kimberly. Right? There's just, or, Hey, is that Dave's girl? You know, it's just like, like that's, you know, no matter how large your church is, there should be some relational connections that don't just lump everybody together as the students, but some connection points. I just wonder if there's some ways that we can help create inside of our own church community, um, some better setups and situations uh, for entry points and connections um, even if they're like very casual of just like, you know, this is some students that helped serve chili at the big fall dinner thing, or these are some named students that were our entertainment because they put on like a little funny thing that we did or whatever. They just help put some names of students with, because otherwise like so many adults in our church either see what they see on the news or they just see our youth collectively and they're worried about the youth or the young people <laughs> and it, just, it changes so very much because it changes us, right? Like when, I mean, when we're invested in the life of Brian or the life of Kimberly, it's very different than just like the youth you saw on the news or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I've, I found a good litmus test for myself because I do have four, I've, I've got boys, I've got four boys. You're, you're and, living it. Yeah. You're living it. <laughs> yeah. I'm living it. And, and, but a good litmus test for me, is like right now I've only got one of my four sons in youth. The other, one graduated out last year and the the oldest one a couple of years ago. But like when I'm having a conversation with a congregant, they either don't know that I have four boys or they don't know their names. Like, okay, I'm not doing like I'm not doing a good enough job in my role as a father of getting my kids involved in in things, which they are. I mean that's that's not it. 
but like just knowing that that if if a regular attender who I know doesn't know that my kids are up on stage and they're trying to figure that out me that's a problem uh, of my involvement or my engagement with um, the the relationship of the congregation between the students, mm. particularly the older ones too. Um, like mm. my son's 21. He comes to my life group because he wants to, not because I cracked the whip and said, well, you have to go somewhere. I mean, I guess I'll add. Um, so one thing I've done just recently, I had the opportunity to speak. We did an outdoor service. And so they're like, uh, it's going to be, you know, all janky anyways and all messed up. So let's just have the, the student ministries pastor teach and just call, <laughs> call it a wash. And so uh, they had me come. And so, uh, you know, our senior pastor was like, hey, why don't you use this opportunity and kind of do a little plug? And so I did it from a different perspective. So randomly throughout message, I would call either students or adults up, <clears throat> you know, from elementary through high school and then uh, adults of all different ages and be like, you know, introduce yourself. What's one thing about you um, that, you know, not everyone might know. Seems silly to have them sit down, but then after I'd have them sit down and, you know, people started getting into the rhythm of it after the first couple of times, I'd be like, all right, show of hands, who even knew that person's name? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of bringing it home to the point of like, you know, we're all part of this body. And so we should, you know, make it a point that we want to know everyone's name and get to know everyone. So it got some students up, it got some adults up. And so I'd ask the students, you know, when I'd have an adult come up, students, how many of you even know this person? Cause that's on you too. You know what I mean? And kind of doing that as a little challenge of being the body of Christ, um, you know, means we know each other. It means we, we love each other. We can call each other out by name and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little bit of good feedback from it. So I think it went well, but uh, mm-hmm. who knows? <laughs> uh, snap. All right, there you go. Episode 186. Between now and November, we're going to make it all the way up to episode 200. That big episode 200 for us is going to be the live show recorded at Youth Specialties on that Friday night, late night activity. We are so excited about the next few weeks. The next episode coming out soon is with Mark Matlock and his latest work with David Kinneman about faith for exiles. You're not going to want to miss it. It is an important, important conversation. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to rate, review, you subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify google play wherever you were listening today and just let us know what you liked what you heard and uh, what you want to hear more of and until we catch you next time praying for you and pray blessings on your ministry and the ways in which you are serving young people in your church and making meaningful connections across generations thank you for the work that you do